This Thursday night props edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET. This is Jerry Glanville. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome everyone to the Sports Gambling Podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dong. Oh, sorry, wrong button. Dog. Uh, I mean, I get. I don't know what it is. I'm Uh, assuming that's a compliment, right? (laughs) Of all the sound drops, the uh, I mean, dog is obviously great, but the Chris Collinsworth, and maybe I'll get burned out. Uh, well, Sean, it, and it, I mean, when I sat down to do the show, my face lit up because I was like, "Oh, we got the Collinsworth sound drop back on the board." And also, just kind of leaning into the point I made on the college football show, like there are a lot of uh, people mimicking uh, behavior out there, and one of the ways to find out is to see how they handle a good, a good sophomoric <laughs> joke, Sean, because a lot of these squares in the sports gambling space. They're you not. Can't, they're can't. not laughing at Dong right now. That's all I'm saying. All you right? can't. You can't take yourself uh, this seriously. We're talking about sports. We're talking about gambling. Well, of course, Sean. We're talking. We're, ta- we're dedicating the entire episode to Thursday night props. I mean, it's well, truly one of, the, only. one of the highlights of my Twitter feed is me uh, quote tweeting news, and and oftentimes it's it's done with. The Chris Collinsworth <laughs> dong emoji, aka the eggplant, to show you that a player is about to go off, like yeah. Ramondre Stevenson. Obviously, he's an eggplant guy. Obviously. Yeah, maybe that's a new <laughs> new uh, new series. Our eggplant guys going into fantasy. DFS. Chris Collinsworth, the gardener, master gardener, Chris Collinsworth. <laughs> All right, we got a we got an awesome show today. Going to be joined by Joe Fan in just a second, but we're going to be talking props, first touchdown, win bet, build your own bet, and of course, well, we're talking props, talking about building our own bets. Get out the circular saw, get to work, building a structure of EV plays to cash in big. Of course, you're doing that over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash W Y N N B E T. I mean, I just rattled off the WinBet states. If you're in a WinBet state, or even just visiting a WinBet state, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, Colorado, Arizona, those are now my favorite states because they have WinBet. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash WinBet. Of course, bet $100, get your uh, get $100 deposit bonus. And if you hit the uh, longest odds bet, aka Build your own bet, a live in-game parlay, whatever it is. If you hit the longest odds, you also get a thousand-dollar free bet. So much, so much uh, fun over on the sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet parlay wheel. Love it. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. 
Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. We'll play through when it is available. If you're somebody who knows a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Joining us on the line, he is a WinBet brand ambassador, big Seattle sports guy, Mr. Joe Fan. What's happening, Joe? Fellas, great to be back. Not a very exciting game on Thursday, but us DJs <laughs> will dive into it anyways. Oh, Good yeah. to see you I guys. Mean, well, hold on. You haven't seen the Panthers' sweet ass black <laughs> uniforms then, because oh boy, I am ready. It's going to be lit out there in uh, North Carolina. Did, now, did I did I miss the announcement? Because they used to do those like crazy color rush where like the Jets looked like they were highlighters, and you know they had these ugly teal Jags. Jerseys. I think they've like, given well, more liberty to the teams okay. to have more uniforms. Maybe Joe knows better than I. But but specifically, I have a list of where I'm just following the team Twitter feed. Because they love to announce this. Now that every team has a social uh, department, that's like part of their job is showing off the uniforms <laughs> for the upcoming week and making sure they have a sweet Photoshop guy to make them look as badass as possible. Yeah, only only in NFL could you get excited about a matchup of like <laughs> uh, the Panthers, Falcons, these AFC South, oh, NFC be, South. Never. It's gonna look great. The white, the black, the red to go with the black and blue. Mm. But hey, it's football. We're gonna watch it. We're gonna get hyped up on it. Uh, Joe, I have an update for you. Breaking news. I saw Ryan yesterday, and good thing we had you back on the show because he's like, Oh shit, I gotta mail out that whiskey I owe Joe. So he got went out, got a nice bottle, autographed it with a personal message. You have some whiskey coming your way. Thanks to uh the Seahawks taking down the New York Giants. This Seattle team. I mean, I think we talked on it last time you were you were here. Like I, they were like forty eight to one to win the NFC. That that price is plummeted right now. Uh, when though, I saw we did a future show and they were still three to one to win the division. Where are you at with this Seahawks team? Is it smoke and mirrors, or, or do you think it's sustainable? Yeah, it's all the way down to to plus one twenty five now on win back wow. the Niners. I think at minus <laughs> one twenty five or one thirty. <laughs> Um, I do think it's sustainable because they're versatile enough to where they can sustain some week to week regression in any area and still be competitive and potentially beat you. Uh, they run the football. Well, they're one of the most efficient running teams in football. They're one of the most efficient passing teams in football. They rank top 10 in both net yards per pass attempt and yards per rush attempt. Defensively, they're in the top five in sacks. The secondary continues to get better with Tariq Woolen, the rookie, really the number two defensive rookie of the year behind sauce Gardner, in my opinion. So when you look at all the mediocrity that surrounds them in the NFC, yeah. I think I think it's very justified to say the Seahawks are certainly a playoff team and could be a problem for uh, you know whatever top contender they might they might run up against. And I can't wait for Week 15 will be a rematch against the Niners. And I think it's Week 14 they go to Arrowhead to play Kansas City, so they've got some some huge opportunities. I actually have two questions for you guys. That's when we can get to it, whatever. I'll start with one right now is how the, the line keeps moving in favor of Tampa Bay. They're now three point favorites. Yeah. It's moved all the way up from two. I don't get it. What's what is the logic uh, that tells you Tampa should be a three point neutral site favorite over Seattle? I'm, I don't, I'm trying to take my Seattle blinders off. <laughs> I watch a lot of football. I've seen the Bucks yeah. play. I don't know what the rationale is other than just public betters wanting to blind bet Tom Brady. Fantasy people who think Rashad White's going to have a huge. I I don't get it. I even went as far to look at you know we love our air yards in the NFL now advanced analytics. Well, I looked at the actual flight miles of a flight from Seattle to Germany versus Tampa. It's only a couple hundred miles longer, and I've heard a it's lot of 
I, no, it's it's it. That's no, it's really not though. Like it, it's surprisingly close. And so I think a lot of people are leaning into that crazy travel because they're like, well, I live in New York. It takes six hours to go to Seattle. Takes six hours to go to Germany. It must be like twelve plus hours. And and I think the travel a isn't going to matter all that much. We're seeing travel matter less now than ever. Teams are coming back from London, not really being affected right away. Yeah. Uh, so I think they've figured that part of the game out. And to answer your original question, I, I think the reason is people are, are cute and people are assuming that that last drive from Tom, Tom Brady means he's back or they listen to our show and they know Tom Brady's going to be sucking down <laughs> some stem cells. The second he gets in country, yeah, whatever, he's going to be like a whatever super stuff human. like Kobe did over in Germany. <laughs> Tom visits Germany. There's some like under the radar uh, treatment uh, options in my there. mind. I'm thinking like South park where uh, Christopher <laughs> Reeves is like uh, chewing yes. stem cells from babies and then turning into M bison from street fighter as he takes the field. Well, right. I don't get it. Like, right. Is it, is it a sharp, uh, better thing? Cause I'm looking at one place that has the handle 60%, uh, 63%, but the bet percentage only 42% for the bucks. Is this a, is this a, you know, uh, Joe's versus pros type game. Unless there's, unless we're going to find out about something late of injury, like critical injury news or yeah. something. I, I dare you to find a matchup that you truly like the bucks more than the Seahawks right now. Any position. Yeah, on the I field. agree. And that's why I, I, I might come off as saying it's significant. I meant insignificant oh, okay, when yes. we're talking of, when talking about the travel. Yeah, it's really, it's, it's not any, any further uh, when you're talking about, you know, being on a plane five days before kickoff. Um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if this is sort of a pro Seahawks crowd. Um, I think the Seahawks are probably more of a global brand uh, than the bucks. Now you'll have Tom Brady fans there. Certainly. Yeah. Um but I just, you're right. You look at the offensive skill players, Mike Evans and, and Chris Godwin, they scare you. Sure. But we've watched nine weeks of Tampa Bay Buccaneers football where they're unable to get into the end zone. They're one of the worst teams in the red zone. They are on historically bad paces in terms of their running game and efficiencies. Um, I agree with you, well, right? And, it doesn't make sense to me. I'm, I'm maybe see, just waiting for like big sharp money to come in on like Sunday morning or Saturday night to move the line closer to, to a pick them, but it just continues to go up. And I, I really, I can't understand why. Yeah. I mean, and, and maybe the logic is like Tom Brady is so much experience traveling over to Germany. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and even the, might the, be dealing with some financial issues. Yeah. He's did tough times for Tom Brady. I don't know if you saw, he was like heavily into this crypto company FTX that like completely went belly up. So it's been, it's been a tough week, couple of weeks for Tom Brady. And if you watch that uh, Rams bucks game and thought like, oh, Hey, the bucks figured it out. That was not the case at all. They were very, very fortunate to squeak out. If, if Cooper cup slides head first, um, you know, I don't know what this line might be because if they had lost that game against the Rams, maybe they are a dog here. And I like one step further, it we're early in the week still. Like, there's no reason why this couldn't just be like a fake out move. Some big bets come in that are relatively small in the grand scheme of things, pushes the number to three. It it really doesn't make sense. I I mean, yeah, I do it's think scary in that sense. As a gambler, you know what it means when a line just stinks. It means that you don't know something, which means you're the you're the fish in this situation. <laughs> and Correct. 
Well, I, and also they've too, had a plan every game on defense and offense, and I, I I don't know if you can say that about many teams in the league this year. Well, and and I and I, I mentioned it to Kramer when breaking down the Giants game. He didn't really want to hear it, but I was saying I think there is something too. We've seen these offenses uh, implement a ton of college-related stuff, you know, with the read option. Um, with the zone read, like all that kind of like collegey stuff where they're running the ball more. We have quarterbacks who are running the ball more. It seems like a lot of stuff you would see in college. And so a guy like Pete Carroll with his college experience, maybe that's been giving him an edge because their defense, a couple games early on looked completely lost. And then they just all of a sudden figured it out. What have you, what do you make of the defense? Kind of just, it, it's like a, a switch was flipped where all of a sudden they're just way better. Yeah, I think they simplified what they were doing on the defensive line. I think they were getting a bit cute and the, the gap assignments were just terrible, led to huge explosives in the ground game. Um, and it's just, everything has been solidified. I mean, Uchenna Nwosu has been a revelation as a free agent addition. Two years, 19 million. Uh, compare that to the three years, 52 million Chandler Jones got from the Raiders. Yeah, I Doesn't saw you tweet about sack that. Yet this season. <laughs> Uchenna Nwosu has seven sacks. Seahawks, again, ranked top five in the entire league, I think it's 34 total sacks, six or seven or eight players have multiple. I mean, it's, it's been coming from everywhere. Shelby Harris and that, that Broncos deal for Russell Wilson has been a, a huge addition. Quentin Jefferson has been a huge addition for them. It's been, it's been really impressive. I mean, they've quite literally been one of, if not the best defense in all of football over the last month. Um, I'm glad we're on the same page there. I have one more question before we get to Thursday night football, because yeah. this is, is also something I, I feel like what am I missing here? And it's, it's a square play, which squares have lost all season long. It's been a bloodbath for the square plays. But if you take the Eagles money line against the commanders, the Niners money line against the, uh, against the chargers and the Cowboys money line against the Packers, you get a plus plus one twenty-five. At least that's what it was yesterday. on win bet. How does that lose? Give me one good take other than the Packers are desperate. Give me a good take of what team might lose and why. You because I can't come up with one in either of <laughs> it, the three scenarios. The, laying a touchdown with Jimmy G is is. But a, he's saying on the money line. He's no, saying, this money line. No, yeah. no, I know, but I'm just saying like it's a it's a Jimmy G laying a touchdown game, and so that would be my angle. Like that that the that somehow San Francisco the char- as a, as a big favorite sometimes worrisome. I mean the matchup is just for Christian. McCaffrey. They should be able to run the ball. They're so bad. I mean the tackling on that uh, Chargers defense is insane. They should just be able to line up. I mean this could be one of those games where Jimmy G only throws the ball ten times. But we have seen this this Chargers team do better on the road than at home. Justin Herbert also much better as a dog the, than as a favorite. This is our. That's di- the only. That's the only angle I see. This is the type of conversation going on in our Discord all the time. Which <laughs> yeah. which team fucks me? This yeah, that's usually <laughs> yeah. how it starts. And and you know, being an Eagles fan, I do like them obviously against this Commanders team. But it's a division game; they haven't lost yet. Maybe this is where they get tripped up. I don't see it, but I think of that of that parlay, I would I would guess I would be most concerned about the Chargers maybe pulling something out. But I don't know. What about you, Ron? Uh, that it would be the Chargers for yeah. sure. And real quick, one fun fact: uh, three teams have top twelve DVOA units for offense, defense, and and special teams: Buffalo, Dallas, and the Seattle Seahawks. So yeah, they, I mean, uh, people people have been saying to me. Uh, I was on uh, Scotty Farrell, shake it up, his show on uh, Saturday on Sports Grid, and he go he was on the opposite side of the Seahawks. A Cardinals oh, no. game, and he was, you know, the common take on, uh, or a lot of people have this take of like, oh, Seattle, there, it's 
they're eventually Geno Smith's going to collapse, but I don't know. Like I've watched, I feel like a lot of their games because they've had them. No, like it, it's not um, unsustainable. Like if anything in that game, the thing that was kind of like an outlier play to me was that pick six. It was like a screenplay. It was well drawn up. It was just like a weird tip ball went exactly to the Arizona the defender. If they don't have that, then they really get blown out. So I, and just watch them. It's like, you know, easy passes for Geno Smith play action. Kenneth Walker, good defense. It's, it's actually a pretty easy play. I would go a step further. Like the bucks, like highly rated defense hasn't shown up when they've played good offenses. So yeah. like that's this, like we're, we've talked, talked ourselves into a mega whale <laughs> five-star play yeah. of the year. Yeah. It's I think be- my final point on this, like, it, okay, you're going to sell yourself on the Seahawks being paper tigers on this house of cards. That's going yeah. to collapse. But for that to happen, someone has to beat them and you go down the list and like, you can make the same case for every team they play because the whole NFC is so mediocre. I'm still trying to convince myself that the Vikings are a good team and they're seven and one. So well, like, I, I get the thought of like, well, there's no way this is legit, but then you look around, you go game by game. It's like, well, they have all the edges against the bucks. They have all the edges against this team. Well, and then that team and that team sucked. So when you play that game, all of a sudden becomes much more legit in my opinion. Yeah, no, Pete Carroll's firing on all cylinders. He really is. He's got the defense back. Like we, we and he's a- throwing shade at Russ left and right. <laughs> Did you see the wristband comment? Oh, oh, oh so good. Gino uses a wristband. It helps us get out of the huddle. Helps us stay ahead of the play clock. We had resistance to that before, so we never did it. It's like, damn. Every week, Russell Wilson's just catching strays. Get the it, get the coffin out. It's so fun. All right, uh, let's get to the Thursday night props before we uh, get to that. Shout out to our merch store. That's right, holidays right around the corner, and what better way to stuff the, some stockings of the DGen in your life than the SGPN merch store? Go to store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Between now and Thanksgiving, ten percent off when you use the promo code Dallas Sucks. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code Dallas sucks. We got t shirts, hats, hoodies, the whole nine. Uh, and yeah, check it out. Store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Kramer, yes. you have the honors. What is your first prop? What do you like here? Uh, well, I told you he was a top 10 player in the NFL, and you laughed at me. I also now gave him a new ha- new nickname, the Hammer. Yeah, I like it. My Falcons were desperately like missing the Hammer. Give me Cordero Patterson anytime touchdown plus one fifteen. Top oh. ten NFL player. You saw the fierce nature of his running style. He got thirteen carries. Last. Wasn't very efficient coming back off the, uh, the little injury there. Well, he did have but that one huge play that got called back too. He was also just right off the bat. They lined him up out wide and said, "Go catch, go go get involved in the game." Uh, if if they're inside the red zone, it's not going to be Algier. It's not going to be Huntley. It's going to be Patterson. So uh, yeah, give me my guy. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I love Patterson in this game. I and also I think I'm going to get to these, but I also like a lot of the under on the skill position players of the Falcons because I don't think they've adjusted the prices yet for the increased Cordero Patterson workload that we're <laughs> expecting to see. Because to your point, he only had 13 touches last game. I know it's a short week, but I think they're going to throw everything. I think they're going to, he's going to see a ton, a ton of volume. I'll start off with my first one, Kyle Pitts under three and a half receptions. 
He's only gone over this uh, number twice this season. One was against the Panthers, but again, I think Patterson is going to get more runs, get him involved in the pass game. Um, and Marcus Mariota is kind of praying and spraying when it comes to throwing the football. And Kyle Pitts has also dropped balls, so it's a it's a combination of one, they barely throw the ball. Two, Kyle Pitts has been inefficient. I've never three, heard that. Marcus Mariota has been inefficient. Uh, so Kyle Pitts under three and a half. You also personally hate Kyle. Pitts. I, yeah, that's also true. He <laughs> we drafted him high in fantasy, and I'm really, really bitter. But I don't think he gets the four catches. Joe, what do you, what do you, what do you got here? Um, I sort of lean. You could go down the list of receiving yard totals, and I lean under on pretty much all of them. Uh, it's supposed to be ugly in Carolina. Um, stormy conditions, heavy winds, heavy rainfall. At least that's what I've seen. Still a day away. Obviously, Mother Nature can shift at any moment. But um, to me, two offenses that have struggled to have any sort of consistent passing game, really outside of the games, they played against each other yeah. a couple of weeks ago. It was this overtime thriller, what, 40 points were scored in the fourth quarter alone madness. Um, you know, so, yeah, I look at, at DJ Moore under 58 and a half. I look at um, Drake London under 34 and a half who yep. Drake London sort of started this season hot and has been invisible uh, of late. Um, you know, I think you look at, you know, Cordero Patterson at, at over six and a half is probably a number I love because I think anything that is going to be there is, is going to be screens, short <laughs> dump off, stuff like that. So I'm with you. I, I lean running back sort of across the board here and, and would like to fade uh, the top pass catchers in this game and go under their totals. So listen to this. So Cordell, I have more data to talk about this six and a half. Cordero Patterson has a at least a target in four out of the five games he's played. In three of those, he has at least a catch, and every time he has a catch, he goes over six and a half yards. I, I you know, he only played thirty nine percent of the snaps last week, and he got thirteen carries and a catch. I, I like the angle. Uh, I mean, the fact that they're offering six and a half on him, kudos to you. They no, recognize I, I, the hammer and they I, see it. Cause I think, yeah, I, I think they're like, it's tough for them to come up with like the projections, um, you know, with like what we saw to Cordell Patterson last Sunday. And then what we expect to see this Thursday, you throw in the weather aspect. I'm with you, uh, Joe, you threw out Drake London under 34 and a half receiving yards. That's my next one. I mean, if you're Marcus Mariota, are you going to throw him the ball? I mean, we saw I had to come home and ask for more lunch money because the bully took it. <laughs> we saw, you don't, you don't go we saw Khalil Mack just humiliated by going, Oh, that ball you want yank. I mean, that did is you like, watch the whole play? Cause it's, it's more than that. Yeah, It starts with Khalil Mack like just completely sending him off his route to yeah. start the play, which shout out to the chargers for not rushing Khalil Mack <laughs> seems also negative. EV. Weird strategy, but, but then he, he decides to keep the ball in bounds and it like there was zero resistance to yeah. Khalil Mack stealing the ball from him. It was beautiful. And the weather aspect, you know, and this is, this is coming next because I'm also on the Cordell Cordell Patterson over rushing yards. Uh, if this is bad weather, the foul, the handicap for the Falcons is their secondary sucks. But now they get a second PJ Walker game in bad weather. It it's it, at a minimum it's going to be windy. There yeah. might be rain with that wind. We know the longer turf down there in Carolina that was replaced with field turf that caused mm -hmm. injuries to Christian McCaffrey. Yes. So I'm not sure how we handicap that. I do watch the youth sports a lot, and those turf fields can get slippery <laughs> when wet. 
Uh, uh, well, one more quick on Drake London. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, he start. He did start out hot this season. Last six games, though, he's only averaging 25.8 receiving yards. And last three, he went well under the number he, of 34 and a half. He, I mean, he peaked when he got drafted first, the first wide receiver, and cashed us that big two to one ticket. Yeah. Uh, since then, it's been it's, it's been, been it's shitty. kind of been downhill for Drake. And he's he's a physical guy, but to your point, Kramer, like uh, he's struggling to get off the line. Like I guess he's physical in the sense that he's big and you know athletic, but he should he's not playing physical. And I, it's not helping that Mariota is like what what was the number like twenty eight percent of his throws <laughs> off target throws off target. Yeah, and, and it seems like even in with his size, it's off target. Joe, do you have any other uh, Thursday night props you like that are jumping out at you? Yeah, again, sticking with the way the game flow I expect here, uh, I understand that that Cordero Patterson also, I know Ryan sort of alluded to, but that truck stick at the goal line against that poor Chargers linebacker. I don't know if that was as good as anything I've seen from Derrick Henry in a while. I think sometimes you get the, the big stiff arms that go viral as opposed to a dude just getting absolutely run over. That was violent. Um, so I'm all in on Cordero Patterson. I'm with you guys. Um, but I also think Tyler Algier is still going to have a role here. His number is very modest at just 31 and a half. And again, if I'm expecting this to be a ground and pound type game where passing yards are limited and few and far between, um, I like Tyler Algier here. Also, don't hate Donta Foreman over 53 and a half. Yeah. Um, where he ran wild a couple of weeks ago against the same Falcons team. So again, I'm sort of saying all the same things, just pointing out different players. Uh, I would just lean to trusting running backs in this game. If you want to, if you want to look for any sort of over, no, that's, I mean, we're live step Joe. Cause I'm it's like, also, we had a pre-production no, meeting and Joe and was we, in the room. Yeah. You know, Ryan, uh, you know, what is that? Iron sharp sharpens iron or, or whatever that's it right. is. Uh, steel sharpens steel swords, uh, whatever the phrase is titanium. Uh, you crush it. <laughs> high yeah. class stuff. Yeah. I'm also on my last prop is Deonta Foreman over 53 and a half rush yards. Um, he had seven for 23 against the Bengals, but that's because they were getting destroyed and they weren't running the ball. I don't see either team really destroying the other team. I think this is going to be uh, game script wise, kind of an ugly back and forth battle. He might not even be super efficient on on his carries, but I think he's going to get a bunch of them. Uh, so fifty three and a half feels very good. And to Joe's point, he had one hundred and eighteen yards last time they played uh, the uh, Falcons. Maybe slightly different game script, but he also had one hundred and eighteen against the Bucks. He had back to back one eighteen games, and then he had a bit of a dud against the Bengals. But I think that was more game script. So uh, nice bounce back spot for Foreman here at fifty three and a half. I, I, you know what? I, I'm gonna roll like just because we're in so much agreement. I was gonna get, give out a cute receiver prop, but we'll we'll touch on that later in first touchdown. Tyler Algier. What I like to do is go over with the receiving and the rushing. I do think if there's a pat, if he it, like he might be the pass catching back. Mm. And if you're telling me that Atlanta is not gonna rush for over a hundred yards on this Panthers team, I'll take that bet. I think they're going to stubbornly smash the ball. And to, to the earlier point uh, on the hammer, AKA Cordero Patterson, what I love about him is he looks like a receiver running. So you see the, the, the quick twitchiness of it. He's got the, the dread effect of just that makes you look more athletic and just like, feel. and then he just runs full speed into people. It reminds me a little Marshawn Lynch. I'll never forget what Marshawn Lynch said. The key 
to running over motherfuckers is be the one who's hitting. <laughs> yeah. Be the one to initiate the, the contact. contact. And I guarantee you, there's nothing worse than if you're if you're a, a lineman being held up by a guard or something and Cordell Patterson's running full speed at you. That's got to suck. I mean, I rooted for Brandon Jacobs for a long time and he would defeat people just by running into you over and yeah, over it and does, over. What was old. the Marshawn quote is like, I'm going to get got. But yeah. I'm gonna get mine more than I get guy. Yeah, uh, we used to. What, did we still have the run through, run a through motherfucker? a motherfucker's face? Uh, that's, that's, so, that's buried deep, Ryan. Um, <laughs> but he, yeah, he, he also was the guy who had over and over and over. I think he says what was that, that from like an interview. Yeah. yeah, one of the few he did. There, but they're all classics. Oh, I love that guy. Uh, talking about first touchdowns, Joe. Anything? Any first touchdown bets you find interesting? Yeah, I haven't seen you guys since what was two weeks ago, and we were talking about the uh, the Ravens Bucks game, and Kate Otten let us oh. down in oh. the worst way. He didn't score. He no. barely caught a pass. <laughs> he didn't even sniff his his receptions think, or yardage totals. I think there was at that very end of the game in garbage time. He did get one red zone look. I think he dropped it. We missed we missed the Kate Otten game. It was against the Rams. That's that basically saved their season. So we were sniffing <laughs> around. We were close, but yeah, kind of a whiff on that Kate Otten. Yeah, I, I think Donta Foreman is a smart play. I mean, him and Cordero Patterson are the it's the chalky plays. Uh, again, we've talked about how much we like the running backs in this game. Um, if you're gonna go for a receiver, I think why not get juicy with it? And for me, that's Tommy Tremble. Um yeah. at anywhere from 15 or 20 to one. Uh, listen, when you get down in the red zone, you like running backs, you like tight ends and it's coming to value, uh, especially if this is going to be an ugly game. Um, so I think Tommy Trumbull, he, he had, he had a touchdown last week, two catches, 11 yards, but did find the end zone uh, as did Terrace Marshall. Uh, I just think if I'm, if I'm going a receiver route, I'm going to skip the Kyle Pitts and DJ Moore's, um and uh and Drake London's and go for something juicier. So I would pick Tommy Tremble, but I think Terrace Marshall, uh Demir Bird, um, you look for other names that that I think uh you know off, offer you a little bit better odds. Uh, yeah. Can I give a I, sure. I'm sure this guy's not on your list because uh Shy Smith, he's on the mm. field for a tremendous amount of the snaps, over 80%, Sean. Really? Uh, we we like to see that in terms of usage. It's gonna be a gross game, so I just went to the guy with the tallest odds, who was <laughs> on the field a lot. Uh, I, again, I wanted to. I know you're 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 gonna be playing some tight ends, so I wanted to steer clear of them. But twenty eight to one for Mister Shy Smith. That that's kind of my long shot. My other Panther, not a Panther at all. Falcons defense, baby. <laughs> They've paid off for me before. Twenty five to one. Yeah, and then, against the forty nine. And, and then I'm gonna eat the chalk. Because Mariota's twelve to one system play, uh, goal line back, and then Cordero, pa- Cordero Patterson. If the Falcons are oh, in the red zone, is oh, going to score the touchdown, oh. six to one. Yeah, I so of course spread spread my unit across those four things, break quarter them up at a four time. Ways. Yep. So I'm going the first ever all tight end oh, no. edition of uh, first touchdown plays minus Kyle Pitts because I hate that guy as Kramer <laughs> alluded to earlier. Uh, first up, so you found four tight ends in this game and not playing Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Wow. First up, Parker Hesse. Like that for uh, the Atlanta Falcons. He's he's getting. I mean, his snap share 48%, uh, 43, 68, 71. Like, listed he's out as there. a starter. Yeah. Falcons list two tight ends as starters. And here. he's one of the starters. He's a co starter 
with uh, Kyle Pitts, I think you're going to see a lot of heavy formation, even in in the red zone. I oh, wouldn't be yeah. surprised if the Falcons do it. Three tight ends and a tackle, maybe. All you need is one play action. Uh, Parker Hesse's fifty five to one. I also like the backup to uh, to Parker Hesse, McCole Pruitt, oh. who has a. Uh, you know, again, he's getting in there at least thirty percent of the snaps last week. He did have a catch for six yards, so he's a live dog for me. He's sitting around forty-five to one. Um, Joe already hit on Tommy Tremble, co-signed that. I mean, he did drop a pass too, a key pass. If I'm Tremble, not mistaken, Tremble has uh, two touchdowns this season already. Two in the last three weeks. He does seem to be um, one of uh, PJ Walker's guys. <laughs> you can so. see how uh, mad I am at the Panthers. Still, I'm calling Tremble <laughs> dropping a pass in a game they lost by three touchdowns. A key play. Yeah. Uh, Ian Thomas. Now he didn't do anything last game. Uh, but he oh. was he was out in the on the, the field ghost for of Ian Thomas. But before that, fifty five percent, sixty two, fifty two, and he before that every game he's had at least a catch. So he's a guy that's uh, also live. I I just I think we're all in a similar game script, and I think these uh, tight ends, you know, they, they both teams rely on the run. What do you do when you get the goal line? You get the two three tight ends out there. Can I also just yeah. comment on the fact that this is the first game in a long time where there were many many people on this list of first touchdown that I I had to look up. Giovanni <laughs> Ricci, I you know there there were some guys out there where I was like, oh really, Steven Sullivan, okay. Steven I mean, Sullivan, fun fact, was a Seahawks draft pick. He's a hybrid wide receiver tight end at LSU. They tried to make him a pass rusher. Oh, wow. And then he, he, he got cut. He signed with Carolina. And he's now a pass catcher once again. And he's 80 to 1 to be the first touchdown <laughs> on Thursday night. So, what a long, strange trip it's been. <laughs> All right, closing it out. Get the hammers out. Get the hard hats on. Time for win, build your own bet, AKA their same game parlay. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. Kramer, uh, you have the honors. Oh, yeah. So, you know, sometimes I bring the, the big the big payout. Not this week, but I am gonna remind you that five to one, that's what, twelve and a half points in the NFL on a Sunday. All we gotta do. Yeah, I mean LSU, which I gave out. I'm not that was three eighty five. So oh, yeah, I'm not one to brag. It was three eighty five and they were catching what, thirteen and a half. Okay, so we're talking about a seventeen point dog yeah. here on a Sunday. Uh, Patterson scores a touchdown. Patterson rushes for 50 yards. Patterson gets seven receiving yards or more. And the Falcons plus three and a half divisional game. They, you know, they lose by a field goal. We're still dog. covered. That's five to one. I don't think where That's do we a go? 17 go point wrong? dog on a Sunday <laughs> and uh shout out to the members of the audience who uh, continue to tell me they like this bit. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> thanks for, you know, <laughs> and shout out to Bowser. Cause he actually said this. He's like, I really like how you point out when it's like the same thing as a 10 to one dog yeah. or a 10 point dog. No, it does Cause then it you. puts it in perspective for me and I end up betting more. <laughs> That's what we're here to do. Encourage people to bet more. Joe, do you have a uh, win build your own bet? You like? I do. It's it comes out to a nice even ten to one. Ooh. Okay. I've we'll got see. one interception for PJ Walker. Oh, yeah, I love that. Okay. I have got one interception for Marcus Mariota. Oh, yep. I've got 40 rushing yards for Cordero Patterson. I've got 40 rushing yards for Dante Foreman, 30 rushing yards for Tyler Algier, and an alternate under of 48 and a half. And that gets you oh, to wow. 10. To one. I don't know who screws you there. That's a good one. No, I know. That's and a, shout, shout that's out a to, great poll question. Who screws us here? 
And shout out to the chat. Uh, I can't see who it is, but pointing out that Blackshear might be the goal line back. I don't think so. That might have just been mm. some garbage time stuff. He was a he was a hokey, not exactly a guy that I would refer to as a goal line back. That's Foreman, I think. Yes, Insano is saying. Oh, Insano. Okay. Insano is saying uh, in the YouTube chat. He's saying it, there's a lot of talk about how great Seattle is. Uh-oh. That that scares him uh, to possibly switching <laughs> over to. Uh, no, I'm to, telling you, the handicap is that jer- like Tom Brady's going to bring his whole team to the stem cell bar, and they're all going to be just <laughs> juiced up with HGH. Now, now, research flat Earth though. He said he made the biggest bet of the year on the Seahawks money line. He's all in on it. See, that's he al- interesting he also, because he I'm- also has some questions for you regarding the flight pass, and, well, that's and what it I doesn't mean. prove anything regarding. If he's the taking club. Seattle. <laughs> He would think, and he's a flat Earth guy. Then he would he would be on the camp of wow, that's a much bigger trip if because the reason the air miles is travel you cut across the north, you shorten the flight path by going over the part of the Earth that's bending or curving or whatever we're allowed to say. And then yeah, so whatever I, we're allowed to say. Well, he he gives a shit. Some he he's cool with spherical, but not round. I forget what it was. He's got he's got a lot of hot takes on the Earth, but um, he's with Pete Carroll though. He does want to know what happened to Building Seven. <laughs> Pete Carroll uh, also has some uh, you know against the grain conspiracy anyway. theories. I will close it out. Oh please do. This is probably the craziest build your own bet I've given out. So here how many anytime Roger. touchdowns for the tight ends are we throwing in there? <laughs> I, yeah, all, that, of them, all that, four. That could have been fun, but I don't see a lot of touchdowns being scored. Yeah. What I see happening is I'm with the Kramer on the Cordero Patterson. I yeah. got him in there for 60 yards. And if there ever was a game that would end in a tie, it is this game Thursday Ooh. night. Panthers, Falcons. It's ugly. It's nine nine. They're going to OT. Do they punt? Do they play for the tie? Al Michaels really regrets not taking the Thursday night football angle. He has had horrible luck with these games, (laughs) these primetime games, division unders. They've all been hitting. It's just set and you throw in the weather. It's setting up to be a super, super ugly game. That pays. One hundred to one. Wow! So I know it's tough to call your own shot with a tie, but America, you're going to see a tie on Thursday night football. Is it? Is that it? Just a tie, or do you throw no touchdown score? No, in oh, there? oh, that's interesting. Well, I have Ty and Cordero Patterson, um, and that's a hundred to one. But maybe I, maybe I look to add another leg to that. Throw in no touch. If it's nine nine, throw in no touchdowns. Yeah, score. I should. All right, I'll I'll Probably take a look about it. that. This is excellent. I'll get those I'll get those prices in. Joe, always appreciate you coming on the show. A lot of fun. Um, best of luck to your Seahawks here. Oh, I'm the, certainly gonna I mean I, te- I can't teaser alert, but uh, tune into the pick show later tonight, Sean. Yeah, I'm not done all my research, but it's tough to find an angle for the Bucks. Oh, they I mean, if they didn't like the last minute fifty of the game changed everyone's perception of them. I I'll be honest, I'm laser focused. Uh, sometimes the late games involve me juggling some family stuff. Um, the the wife is a Bucks fan. Yeah, we were at somewhere watching it. Thought the game was over for about an hour. I thought the I I didn't realize the Bucks had won <laughs> no, and covered the game. It, it certainly should have been the end of the game. Ask Jalen Ramsey. He was really pissed. <laughs> they had to go back out there. So like this a this spread. They're not favored if they lose that game. 
Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. 100%. They're in first place, though. So perhaps people are just being tricked by the fact that they're a first place team. <laughs> well, Joe, always appreciate Hell your time. Yeah. Make sure you follow Joe on Twitter at Joe Fan. Check all, uh, check him out. All the stuff he does for WinBet and uh, contributor for at Seattle Sports as well. Joe, appreciate the time, man. Always fun chatting with you guys. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stagging the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Sean, how dare you say there won't be any scoring in this Thursday night gem? Kramer, let it ride.